Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Evan Jouet. What's happening, man? What's going on? We are at uh, PRI once again, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we are currently joined by Cody from Love Fat and uh, Mr. Paul Gerard. What's going on? Oh, just happy to be here. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. This oh, is cool. man. You guys have had a, a very interesting year this year. We have. We've had a, a, certainly a lot going on, um, and, and a lot of it planned and a lot of it unplanned. And, uh, of course, with all of it, you try and make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, Cody, um, you know, you uh, we've seen you here almost every year at PRI since Adam and I have been coming. Um, but your car is not on display this year. We are um, walking around with you, um, and uh, word on the street is that you're uh, trying to put together some plans for next year. So... Best of luck there. Yeah, are you going racing yeah. again? Yeah, going racing again. Yeah. again. I can't stay away. I can't stay away from that place. <laughs> yeah. He must have too much money. We need to spend more money. <laughs> more, no, 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 more, that, money. more money. That's why we're. That's why we're. We can't all this money. Let's go racing. We're here money hunting. We're. I think we called it the big game hunt earlier. So yes. We're always looking for the bigger fish. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had a partner. Su- I mean, partner. Uh, overall, you had a successful year at Pikes Peak this year because uh, you made it to the top, and it was when you went pretty fast, and you had tons of issues, and you still went fast. Yeah, uh, it was. It was definitely a, again, like you know, again, a lot of stuff planned, a lot of stuff not planned, yeah. and, and you just make the best of it, don't you? And and uh, keep your fingers fr- crossed the whole way that you make it. And it was one of those deals where you, you know I'm in the car and I'm going up the hill and. The first two minutes, I'm thinking maybe we're going to get some sort of record and we're going to win this thing. The car's running so well, and then the car starts having issues, and then your whole game plan changes. And and I start thinking literally about Cody and the rest of the team putting in 23, 24-hour nights and days with the car in all the weeks prior. And I'm like, I have to get this thing to the top. I mean, and that that becomes, that's now. Don't want to come down on the hook. That's now the factor. So so now I'm I'm just driving the car, um, watching the oil temp alarm, watching the water temp alarm, and watching those things go up and down constantly every time I'm on and off the gas. And (laughs) and just trying to milk the thing all the way to the top. And that, that, that became the override thing not not a record not going real fast just trying to finish a lot of people have seen the video of uh, the car you said hydro locking and then it started back up when you coasting backwards and you still made it at the top what 10 10 19 yeah what we discovered Unbelievable. Uh, what we discovered well we're shooting a documentary this year covering everything um, so part of the documentary was the teardown like a, yeah. we haven't torn out of the car till a, a month oh, ago. really and so it's all gonna be a part of the show but uh, we, took a, we took the spark plugs out first thing, and a gallon of water came out of, of the cylinders. <laughs> so, That's not where the water's supposed to be, right, Cody? I'm no engineer, but you know, right after Pike's Peak, I mean, Paul drove the car down. I was I was surprised to see it come down, and then I was worried then too. <laughs> we drove it into the trailer, and then I really, yeah, got home. Oh my god! A week later, I decided it on the dyno. Decided it was a smart idea yeah. to strap it on the dyno, yeah. where it still made 755 wheels, spraying water across the shop through Hard the to believe, man. coolant deal. Uh, and then also of note, Paul only used, and we did, you know, did other checkups around the car. Paul only used three gallons of gas. What should he have used? Uh, over ten. So that shows so you that, how little. Yeah, he I think I got better fuel yeah. economy than the Faraday actually going yeah. up. Oh, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's an interesting fact. I think. For so most you, folks. so you almost went in the nine minute mark, uh, basically just trying to get it to the top. I, and I it wasn't called even it there. coasting uphill. Unbelievable. Yes. Well, yeah, that's come, really what I was doing. I was and, trying and, not to to overheat it any more than I could. You and know? he pulled over for 32 seconds to take a yes. little break. Yeah, yeah, I did. I still ran a ten. I saw some big horn sheep. I saw some big horn sheep, and it's beautiful up there. You get. 
caught up in the moment. <laughs> you only you get to stop and smell the roses, yeah. you guys. Let, let that be a lesson to yeah. you. Seriously. So for those <laughs> listeners uh, out there that aren't familiar with uh, with the car that you built for Pikes Peak this year, Cody, you want to you wanna fill them in? Uh, there are no rules except for fuel cell and bare minimum safety yeah, Safety rules, basically, right? right? So yep. we've uh, employed the latest aerodynamics, uh, Sebastian F1, who is a, is it currently in, in employ with an F1 team. He's built the car digitally. I built it tangibly, tangibly and then uh, we're even revising next year's car, if you will, uh, as we speak. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. What was uh, what was the exact drivetrain uh, engine and trans-wise? Uh, it's just a junkyard GM 5.3 5.3 liter. We went aluminum this year just to try. Was to it rods some and weight. pistons or stock? Uh, no, we did rods, pistons, okay. crank. So slightly year. built. Yeah, they're J, 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 stuff, J, J right? pistons, okay. uh, whatever crank they use. K1 crank. So uh, all that was fine. I mean, we were using it in the rebuild. So we. <laughs> What happened with uh, the hydrolock thing is during qualifying, yeah. again, if you don't qualify well, you start back in the pack yeah. and you're running yeah. in snow. Yeah. So Paul made the right decision to push through even though the it was car overheating. Was, over it was yeah. overheating very badly during qualifying. and We yeah. hadn't seen it overheat all week. And I, b- I backed off you know, and, and still finished the run. He still yeah. coasted uphill and yeah. still qualified seventh, actually. Yeah, overall. Recall, yeah. Overall. And... Uh, so what happened was one of the water pumps shorted out. It was a wire here on pump, my side. Yeah. yeah, it was electric water pump. And because I didn't loop left to right and flow through the water through both sides of the engine, both okay. heads, the one side overheated badly. Yeah. It warped the head. Like uh, crazy. 20 yeah. thousandths. I mean, it was, it was bad. Oh, man. Wow. So we threw head gaskets in it and did the best we could do. Um, again, we, we made it to the top, but that's what happened. That's why yeah. I, that's why hydrolock. The other bank was still fine. So it's not like we blew a head gasket. It was just it overheated and we hurt. Interesting. So it started out as an eight-cylinder water-cooled car. It got to the top as a four-cylinder air-cooled car, yeah. just to kind of recap. <laughs> well, yeah, I, would say, cool. I would say like a six-and-a-half-cylinder. A six-and-a-half, six yeah. yeah. It's a good configuration. A lot of people don't consider the six-and-a-half-cylinder, <laughs> and, a half cylinder, and uh, I recommend it. It's great yeah. mileage. Yeah, excellent so, mileage. Yeah. So for, for background, Cody and I have known each other since like uh, 02, uh, doing West Michigan meet stuff. So I saw him go from like a dude that had a turbo Del Sol and like a couple of junky He's Hondas still a dude. and then <laughs> an SRT4 yes. and like you know making a living selling turbo parts and then he started to go racing and uh, that was speak. Um, and then you built this crazy thing, the Envy8, um, which has you know been it's pretty pretty well known in the internet. What what was the thing like to drive, Paul? Like at speed? What's the it, arrow like? What's so it, the you thing, drove it at Grid Life Time Attack for yeah, one session this year. One lap, you yeah. know. And it, the the thing about that car was that I think, you know, we, we use this phrase a lot with us that we punch well above our weight, right? So you hear that a lot and someone's trying to do something they shouldn't do. We're going up against Peugeot spending $10 million at Pikes Peak, you know. Yeah. We're trying to beat them on, on such a fraction of that number. Yeah. It's almost embarrassing. I don't want to say it, right? Yeah. And but the people behind the car, right? So so, you know, Cody mentioned Sebastian Lamore, yeah. uh, Eric Streeter, who who did the yeah. kinematics, the suspension, and all that stuff, and Cody, who put all this stuff together. So fundamentally, the car is brilliant. Like the the arrow is as good as arrow gets, right? Yeah. The suspension geometry is as good as suspension geometry gets. So how is it to drive the car? Amazing. Yeah. Like the easiest thing I've ever driven, and really? I've driven prototypes and all sorts of stuff. And it's the fastest car I've ever driven, but it's also one of the easiest cars I've ever driven. Interesting. It I does everything that. perfectly. And that's something I, I explain to people a lot of times in racing. 
you know, when you see Lewis Hamilton get out of the car and he's not sweating, and everyone's like, wow, that guy's really fit. No, his car's really easy to drive. I'm like, how can it be easy? He was leading the field, he ran away from everybody. That's what engineering does for you. Everyone like from fourth, fifth, sixth spot, they mm. they get out sweaty because their cars aren't handling well. Yeah. You know, their car understeers and it snap you know snap oversteers and it does all these things it shouldn't do. Yeah. And and so the car, the NV8, is super easy to drive, wow. which is great because it's so damn fast yeah. that you got to be thinking so far ahead that you can't be distracted by the car doing weird random stuff at any given moment, right? Yeah, right. So so it's actually a key to being able to commit to drive a car that can do, you know, we did over 4G's braking there, over 4G's cornering. What? The car accelerates in fourth gear at 1.8G in fourth gear. The thing, oh my it's, gosh. So, it's so rapid, right? Yeah. So so if I had a car that, that wanted to just those do are, weird those, stuff. Those are literally impossible to fathom numbers. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I'm here in my head trying to like figure out what yeah, that's like. When you think of like, like uh, whatever yeah. a LaFerrari doing 1.4 G, you know, wow, it's a LaFerrari, you know, it's like an accelerating it maybe a G. I'm thinking of like theme, yeah. theme park rides, right? It's, now. it's <laughs> above that, yeah. Except for the, there's no rails, there's cliffs, so yeah, yeah it's just like a theme park <laughs> oh my ride. Gosh. So, so that's what you're doing. So, so if the car were difficult to drive, right? Yeah. If Cody hadn't done his job, which he did brilliantly, then there, there's no way we would have got anywhere near the limit and, and what we did in the course of the race weekend is we made it better and we made it better basically by listening to Sebastian and Eric because okay. um, I had like even my own ideas on the suspension and they're like no you shouldn't go soft you should go stiffer and I'm like oh okay and we did it and it got better but we started out I think we were like 25 or 7 seconds yeah. behind Romain Dumas on the first practice day yeah right and then the very last practice day that we did we were one second behind him wow. so we, wow. we made a delta of like 26 seconds yeah. of improving the car over the week that's yeah. kind of crazy right yeah. we were like yeah. we weren't even close to being near near the front runners and at the end we were one of the yeah. front runners and uh, and that's a testament to the you know yeah it's built in a shop yeah. up there in Michigan yeah. you know by this guy right here that you know has no almost you look at it and go how can he build a car like it he did it and he did it really really well and the car drove beautifully really that's yeah. so awesome. It's, and it's, it's got to be difficult to develop a car for that event because it's not like you can take it anywhere and go testing. Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. like building a, a car for Bonneville. Right. You know, you, there's nowhere you, you can... You tested at Bonneville. Yeah. Like you, you test that car at Pikes Peak. Yeah. That's, that's what makes Pikes Peak yeah. so hard. It's so hard. And you get the one run, right? So, I mean, yeah. we were, we were yeah. just talking about this earlier because we were talking about cooling systems. And it's like, well, you, do you realize that the car's overheating in practice? You're like, well, you're running two or three minutes in practice. It's like, you know, yeah, it goes fine unless, unless the water pump goes out. Yeah. You're, you're not going to know if the car's going to overheat yeah. on, on the day because you yeah, don't yeah. get to load the you car run like that you do. Eight, nine, ten minutes. Nope. Yeah, and no. there's no track in the world. I don't care. You go to the Nurburgring, that's not like Pikes Peak. There's, there's yeah. nothing yeah. like Pikes Peak yeah. with the altitude, the loading, and, of course, you know everything else that goes into that crazy road. Yeah, and, and minimal what, and the bumps. Oh, my God, the bumps. Yeah. Now, Paul, like, what, what sort of special prep did you do as a driver for that event? Because, like, we've had yeah, Tom yeah. O'Dell on the show before, you know, and they've been running some of the, the Vipers and stuff, but... They say that they'll go up every year and they'll pre-drive the road just a certain section and mark where certain bumps are and things like when, that. When Cody was pulling in his 23, 24-hour work days, like my job every day after practice was I'd get in my car and I'd go to the mountain. And all I would every day I would just go and drive usually six or so times minimum 
the next section for the next day, and then I would do at least two full pulls up to the top and down again. Okay. So that was what I did every day. At home, I had a simulator uh, where I had Dirt Rally on there, and yeah. it has Pikes Peak, and you can run it paved on Dirt Rally in um, in uh, Sebastian uh, Lopes car. Oh, really? So so I did that a bunch too. And I live in Colorado, so it's also not too difficult. Okay. So there was a few times I went there and just spent the day driving yeah. it. So just as much as I could, because I'd only ever run it once before, and the car made it two miles the last time it yeah. broke. So what was the other car that you ran there? It was a Wells Coyote. It had had engine okay. issues and just never got far. And funny enough, that year I was—I think I told you—I was the fastest through the picnic grounds that year as well. Oh, and I did funny. it again in the end. <laughs> Where I'm, I sh- maybe I should do Bonneville because I seem to be really good at straight. Yeah. <laughs> got that talent. So. Yeah. Yeah, what's it? What's it like going? so fast like at the top of the mountain because I think what was it 146 or 147 yeah 147 like what is that like the top of the mountain like I I think I I don't know Cody if you remember this but I'm like the car has to make it to the top because for me it's by far my favorite section because the top is bonkers yeah Yeah. you know because it's all high speed there's a couple of hairpins chucked in there but once you clear once you clear devil's playground you are hauling the mail yeah. through bottomless pit, Big that whole area. And then we were just chatting about Boulder Park, how it was slinging the car. It's pretty slow, but it's like these lefts and rights. It's like the only 90 degree turns on the yeah. whole the whole thing. And um, so I love the top section. So once you get it up there, of course, the air is thinner. The cars are making less horsepower. You spend a lot of time with your foot to the floor yeah. Yeah. Um, up on the top. And you've got, you know, 1,000 wheel horsepower, and I'm going, coming down to Cody like we need more boost you know <laughs> like, it's, it's, more not, boost. it's not enough because yeah. I you know I want it to feel as fast as it does at the bottom when you're yeah. Yeah. making a lot more boost so I love the top section it's my favorite section by far now what's your what's your driving history like how did you get into driving? how much time do we have here uh, as much time as you want well, well, well which memory card do we got? I'll, I'll step in and say uh, let's go on the uns- we'll go on the unplanned uh, we got done with Pikes Peak and then woke up one day about two weeks later and there's a little announcement on Facebook Oh yeah, that was that. Where was that? So, so yeah, you should I, have announced that beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. It's like it's really? contracts and NDAs and things okay. like that. But, um, but yeah, basically for for eight years from 2008 to 2016, I was the Stig on Top Gear. Um, so that's the one thing that piques a lot of people's interest in my racing career. Yeah. Um, I have raced just about everything from Grand Am to prototypes to Formula cars in Europe. I've been racing professionally since 1989, and I've been lucky enough to kind of make a living at it um, as we go and working in the automotive industry. But I've also done a lot of tire testing for for companies like Michelin. I still Mm -hmm. have a good relationship with them. Uh, So so I I get to do a lot of things in cars and drive a lot of really fast cars in really weird scenarios. I mean, just, you know, like a month ago, I was with the Grand Tour, driving for the Grand Tour in British Columbia. Mm -hmm. Two weeks before that, I was driving for Top Gear UK, um, you know, doing an episode there that we filmed in Utah. So I drive lots of stuff. Pretty lucky to do that. Uh, Cody's car, the NV8, though, remains my favorite car that I've ever driven. And that includes, you know, Porsche 962s and uh, Albas and different types of prototypes that I've been in and also formula cars that I've driven. Just because it's it's unlimited class. I think I think that gets kind of lost a little bit. Yeah. So, no boundaries. Yeah, and, and you think, well, you look at a Le Mans prototype and you think, well, that's kind of an unlimited car. Or a Formula One car, you think that's an unlimited car. Or even a top fuel dragster. You realize there's they have tons of rules right. that slow them the down. The only rule you have at Pikes Peak is safety. It's just safety. the safety yeah. rules. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And and I think you can only run two different kinds of fuel, but which is pretty generous. No, you know, I, no you can run. Now, now that's you open. Can run I remember methanol, the, you can run. Well, no, uh, I mean at a time. 
Like you can, oh, yeah, <laughs> you can run nitrous. You know, yeah. like I'm saying, you can yeah. run an additional. So, so you yeah. can do all. That's the, the great. So, so even though I've driven cars that, you know, look like a Lamar prototype, and and you know, were Lamar prototypes. Yeah. This car's faster than those cars because the tunnels that Sebastian designed yeah. are bigger the because they're bigger than the rules would allow yeah. in, in at Lamar. You know, and, and all of that. So when you add all those things up, that's what makes that car so exciting to drive and and why you know we, we went out to gingerman and drove the car and any tracks we'd go to and i would only get a few laps because we were trying to keep the car running yeah uh, in the development but you'd always be like almost instantly on the track record you're just like wow I, and i'd come in and cody would be like yeah that was really fast i'm like you're kidding i was going like five tenths you know yeah, yeah. so uh, much and, more left in it huh? and and yeah. so you realize like what wow. having that wow. kind of horsepower that kind of g potential in every direction this car can yeah. do what it really means. And believe it or not, you just kind of get used to it. It starts feeling normal, and I start coming in and asking for more power all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, he always wants more power. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, then I go home and drive my own car, you know, my 400-wheel horsepower Evo, and I'm like, wow, this feels kind of sad. <laughs> you know, well, anyone else would get in that car and go, that thing's fast, oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, no, yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> I push the pedal and nothing happens. I'm like, what? That's so wild. <laughs> Zero so, to 60 and 3.9? Nah, yeah, that's not that's, that's, that's the. I've always found that interesting like I've had you know super bikes and thing and mm -hmm. things like that I, I think that's a cool thing about the human condition and I do a lot of instructing for people I wrote a book on driving called optimum drive that you can buy on Amazon by the way yes. um, <laughs> I got it in there that's and, optimum and, drive yeah and so <laughs> it's fun how we can all adapt like things that seem kind of crazy to, to you here yeah. if you went and drove a car like that for a week you would be like yeah well, like, it's cool I like, like when it. you it's first fun. when you first tune a car right yeah. you drive and you're like holy That's, crap the whole and tuning then, like, industry is yeah, based and then, like, upon this three, three days later you're like nah it's okay or, like yeah. you put an exhaust on the you car you're like oh my it. god it's so yeah. loud yeah. and then you drive it and we you're adapt, like nah, we adapt it's really not. we adapt and yeah. we want more power we spend more money yeah. and that's why the PRI show and the SEMA show exists because of this human quality to get used to more power very quickly yeah yeah, so. it's, it's just absolutely insane. And even with something like that, he just wants more boost. Yep. <laughs> Can we yeah. have more power, well, please? You know, it's, if it's not spinning the wheels yeah. up to the brake zone in its top gear, it can have more power. Always. Always yeah. more power. That's uh, Again, I, I've read Paul's book, and you want to be on the verge of traction threshold at all yeah, times. Yeah, it's like there's no point in being out there unless you're at the limit, right? So, yeah. so we, need to make, no. <laughs> we need to make like 2,000, 3,000 horsepower and spin in six gear. Then we're going to be under so down I can, I can always throttle back. Right, there you go. that's but, right. I want it if I can use it. Yeah, and and, that, and that's always the key. I mean, you you could ask anyone in racing; they'd say the same thing. It's not like I'm saying anything unusual here. No, no. Um, but again, most racing doesn't allow you yes. to do it. Right, that's the beauty of Pike's Peak. Pike's yeah. Peak's like, sure, go for it. You want to yeah, spin the like old school Can Am? I can't think of anything even slightly similar. No, Can, yeah. Can Am was the, the last yeah. of those like days. The, and I, I actually say a lot because we had an H pattern gearbox in, in the car, so it was very old school to drive it. Three pedals, you know. Yeah. Uh, non, you know, a, a synchronized box, so I had to use the clutch. Was you it know, a G60 so, box, Porsche box? G50. 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 Yeah. Okay. But, but it, I always what, say G60. I mean G50. Yeah. What I, What I think with the with this car is it's like if you remember the 91730. Yeah. So the Mark Donahue Sunoco car, the car that. Basically killed Can Am because no one could compete with it. But that was an over a thousand horsepower H pattern gearbox race car. I mm -hmm. happened to just sit in one recently at the Canapa shop out in California in Scotts Valley. But uh, but that's no what big the, deal. That's yeah. what the NBA's like. <laughs> I know a guy. Um, so 
But that's what the NV8's like. It's like a 91730. It's sort of a, a, a 91730 with modern aero yeah. and, and modern tires. Uh, and, and that's what that car is. And of course, built to be longer travel for the crazy bumps of Pikes Peak. Yeah. Um, so that's what makes it unique. That, that's one thing we didn't talk much about when we were talking about that mountain. But it's, it's not flat. It's, it's paved, but it's not flat. You, you cannot imagine how bumpy it is in sections. Like, yeah. you could imagine, like, the worst road you've ever driven down that's paved. It's not as bad as what Pikes Peak is because yeah. it's on the mountain. It has, it has all Changes, these ease yeah. in it. And something that's interesting about it that was pointed out to be my, by Paul Dallenbach, who races there, raced there forever, and also Robbie Unzer, um, they were like, yeah, it was smoother when it was gravel. It takes you a minute to kind of wrap your head around that. Because they could the just grade it whenever they yeah. wanted. So they'd grade it right before the race. It was actually really smooth when they ran the race yeah. in gravel. But now, because it's paved, whatever that mountain does to that road, it just stays there. Yeah. And they try and patch it, but the patches That's actually terrible. are about... 50% are better and 50% are worse. So you end yeah. up kind of netting out of the same sort of crazy surface you're trying to How race on. How uh, different is it now or last year, uh, I mean this year, yeah. this summer, than 2012? When, oh, it's totally different. I, yeah. Because it was like fairly smooth then. Oh, it was and beautiful right. then. Some of the video that I saw from this yeah. year was like, wow, jackhammers. Every year. It changes, yeah, it changes yeah, every, every year. Well, it, it gets significantly worse every, every year. And so, and they, they actually did go right up like two weeks before and do some repaving. And it just didn't work. It didn't. It didn't help. I mean, best intentions on their part. Yeah, yes. But yeah. You need to get up there with the laser graders and just cut yeah. cut yeah. the thing. You know, they got to just cut it or melt it and repave uh, it. Yeah. You know. and, and again, yeah. that, that, or, that mountain just or moves. Remove it. Yeah. I'd love to run that top section of dirt again. Yeah. Yeah. At least call it cut. Just pull it right out of there. Yeah. It's Interesting. Kind of like Mount Washington. They got that one mile of dirt yeah. that's still yeah. left in there. You oh. ever run Mount Washington? I haven't. No. Okay. No. Yeah, we've uh, Tom O'Dell has been on the show before, and they've they've run that event a couple yeah, times. Yeah, Tom and Kevin. Yeah. He speaks very very highly of it. It's cool. Well, very it's, cool. It, it's got some yumps in it and some yeah. dirt and all that good stuff. So what for uh, sure. um, what kind of ride height do you have to run in the car? We oh, ran at about 80, 80? millimeters. Yeah, 80, 80. millimeters. Um, Remembering it sucks down, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like three, four inches. But we were, the, the way it was What's designed. 80 three inches? 80 millimeters is it's about three inches. Two, no, two and three yeah, quarters. Yeah, two and three quarters. Okay. 75 is okay. three inches. That's so a little yeah. more, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, we ran the car as low as we could. And, of course, you could imagine, like, the conversation between engineering and, you know, you're <laughs> lower the car, raise the car, lower the car, raise the car, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. But yeah. what you're trying to do is, like, you know you're going to hit these bumps, and, and really what you have to do is you can't run the car high so it's good over the bumps. That would be a huge mistake because the bumps are in certain areas, and that would mean you're losing time in everywhere else, everywhere else which is 90% yeah. of the mountain. Yeah. So what you got to do is you got to keep that car, you know, down low, and then for the bumpy sections, I just have to slow down as much as necessary yeah. to get across them. And yeah. I use up uh, Cody's titanium skid plates quite a bit doing oh, that. Yes. Cool. Well, they're cool, cool sparks. Cool sparks. Yes. Everybody loves cool sparks. They do. So they do. Proud pleaser. That's why some of, some of our time attack drivers do it just for show. Yeah. yeah. And the pictures yeah. go everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's yes. great. <laughs> what, uh, what can you talk about the future plans of the program? Obviously, you're looking for help doing it again. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of uh, joining a new venture. We've, we've kind of co-joined, if you will, yep. uh, under the 11C Motorsports brand for the racing program. Um, we're looking to get take it to the professional level. We've mm -hmm. obviously proven ourselves as far as engineering and driving and the, yeah. you know, the actual race team, but now we're good at it, so let's actually 
present ourselves professionally for sponsors and, and, and it's all about just getting together a budget that allows us to arrive at the mountain with a proven package already yeah you know doing the testing we have a whole new iterations of the car that we want to do and and we don't want to be testing that race week um, we want to arrive there as every team in racing wants to do you want to have that all done and dusted and the car is sorted and, and have it not break and, yeah and, yeah, and, and, and just, just have already it, yeah. worked through all of the teething and, and growing yeah. pains that are natural whenever you're changing anything and uh, and just have a, an easy week wouldn't that be crazy cody that'll you know like where you, that'll get, that'll where you get sleep and stuff you know like yeah. there's sleep involved well um, the next the next i mean my dream uh, we're doing this documentary covering it um the ultimate dream would be to build a second nv8 uh so it'd be an nv9 it's something, yeah. <laughs> I like it. But you, you shouldn't do any math ever, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically, that one would be Paul's car. Um, it would be off the charts, you know, spinning through sixth, all that. 2,000 wheel horsepower. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, hey, you can always add downforce. And more, <laughs> yes. and more downforce. Sebastian's got a package right, going mean, with another 25% more downforce. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, What's the drag like on that car as far as at speed? It's actually it's more efficient slippery. than a current LMP car. Remember the no rules really? discussion? Yes. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. no rules the, discussion. The, the L over D is fantastic. Yes. It's what every F1 car or prototype wishes it could be. But they it's have what rules. we have. Yes. Because they have rules. Unbelievable. Yeah. So so that's kind of the funny thing. Again, built in a shop in Michigan yeah. is the ultimate race car for a track or hill climb in the world. Yeah. That's the amazing thing about India. The first time you ever drove it, I think, at speed was at one of our events at Gingerman Hanami, I think it was. It was one. A couple years ago. Yeah, like multiple Hanami. years ago. Yeah, it was. And the uh, first time the car went over 100 miles an hour, the suspension collapsed. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that was one of many times. Yeah. That was, was many it? iterations it was of the car. many times. Remember yeah. when it was raining and you could just see, like, oh, yeah. all of the water? Or, you could or see was the air. That was the NSX. Oh, that was the NSX. That was the 2012 NSX. The NV8. I've never seen that rain in the snow. In the yeah. snow, it does the same yeah. thing. That's but cool it does it at 20 miles an hour. I, I had many of those conversations with Cody. I met him at PRI here last year. Actually, the, the time I actually met Cody in the, in the flesh was not, you know, only a few feet from here last year. And But we had been talking the whole time, and I'm like, what kind of hubs were you using? What kind of suspension were you using? Yeah. And because what I, I was trying to get across, like, you realize, like, how much force this car is going to put through its suspension yeah. components, through through everything compared to, you know, everyone thinks of road cars and all of that stuff, and I always tell people, I'm like, road cars are lame. I don't care what kind of, I was this dig for years. I've driven every road car <laughs> that, there, that exists, you know, all the way up to the top, down to the bottom on a track, and I can tell you that nothing is nearly as good as a race car. Yeah. Because a race car weighs a couple thousand pounds and has a thousand horsepower and makes you know, not not 500 pounds of downforce, which is what most people are like happy to get on their road car. Yeah. You know, this thing makes in the thousands and tons and tons of downforce. Yes, literally. So it's, it's such a different a different animal. Yeah. But the force that puts through everything, so you can take an NSX and do whatever you want to it. The NV8 makes loads, tons more downforce than the NSX. You know would ever be able yeah, to produce yeah. because that unibody's in the way you know i have experience of that yeah so so that was a lot of the discussion with me is like cody is it going to be strong enough yeah. am i going to am i going to you know turn this thing in at a 4g corner and, and the hub's going to explode and yeah. the wheel bearing's going to fry you know what's going to happen and again to, so, to his credit he did a, an amazing job building the car and we and, did have uh some issues with the rocker posts and the rear push rods yeah throughout yeah. the week uh, so that's we're revamping those as we. So speak. does everything just get bulletproof next year? Bulletproof, thicker yeah. and bigger and more. Well, if we end up building a second car, all that's going to be transferred over. Okay. I'm I'm going to enter in the original NV8 okay. and personally shoot for some more of the nines, okay. which should be able to do. I think 
And then Paul's going to shoot for sevens. Okay. I mean, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah, as that's fast the idea. as possible. Yeah. yeah. What's the current record there? Eight minutes 13. That's what I thought, yeah. And the second fastest time is 8.51. The big gap. Jump. That's the big gap. And then this, so this year. 13 was what, uh, two years ago? That was 2013. 2013. 13, okay. Yeah. So. And that mini with the Skyline motor. No, that was Sebastian Loeb and the Peugeot. Yeah. The Peugeot. What did it have? It did RB26 in it, didn't it? Oh, no. no. Peugeot? No, it it oh, was, was basically LP. the 908. I could have swore it was a Skyline motor. car with a body. I'm taking a completely it. different car. You are. Yeah. No, the the Peugeot was a Le Mans okay. program. Le Mans prototype a, with a with a production body on it. Insane. Really. Uh, no, a very stretched and chopped so, production yes, body. Yeah. I know a big question I have for you, Paul. Top Gear always portrayed you as listening to music. <laughs> Different music while you're driving. A, were you actually listening to music? No, I, I didn't. I, by the way, I'm a huge fan of, like, audio and stuff. I have all super, like, high-end stuff. I love music. Oh, yeah? My son's a musician, so I'm super into it. But on the show, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wouldn't do that. And then, driving cars. And then, yeah. B, the second question is, if Top Gear were to portray you driving the Enviator, a version of it, what song would you request that they choose? For you to be portrayed, like wow. what is the feeling uh, while you're behind yeah. the car? Well, there's, 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 a, I think a lot of good choices. I mean, it would have to be some, some crazy rock background, yeah. wouldn't some it? Some ACDC yeah, or something. It's, gotta be, it's like... gotta be something like something. Like, <laughs> you know, if I want to go like mellow, I'd go like Radar Love. Yeah. You know, but uh, there's a lot of ways. <laughs> Maybe Hot Rod Lincoln. Yeah. yeah but not, you know, we don't run a Ford. So. Any, so yeah. any, any quick story of how you got into racing cars? Or is that like a 10-hour uh, thing? I always wanted to do it since I was a little kid. Okay. I, I, I grew up in England, though I don't sound like it. I'm, I was born there. And um, I always wanted to be a racing driver. I entered a competition when I just like squirreled away some money working construction one summer. And I flew yeah. to France and entered a competition and was lucky enough to win it. Okay. And that started um, started like my career. Winning a competition without any like previous seat time experience. My first time ever in a race car. I'd done some motocrossing, never been on a racetrack in my life. And wow. it was it was a Dang. really cool. What kind of what kind of cars? Uh, it was Formula Renault's. The yeah. school was called Winfield. It was a very famous school. It's not, not going anymore, okay. but it was in the south of France. It's a pretty great place to be. And um, and yeah, it, it was it was really cool. It was it was at the same time uh, a learning experience because I set like I broke the track record, but they didn't let me actually win the overall. Uh, they gave it to Emmanuel Collard, who raced in Formula One. You might have heard his name because mm -hmm. it was sponsored by Elf, and so they wanted French drivers. Wow. So it didn't, and so they just kept changing the rules until Collard won. Yeah. So they just gave it to him in the end. Guy we've but never I, heard I, of I beat him, win. and I already yeah. <laughs> so that's normal. There's, that story is in motorsports. I mean, there's yeah, nothing yeah. fair about racing. It's yeah. it's as cutthroated industry as you get, and that was my first lesson. Wow. No, very interesting that you know. Obviously, you had some some natural talent there to be able to go to that competition and you know essentially yeah. be able to clean up yeah it's funny. you need to read my book because i actually what about the third chapter of my book is called the myth of natural talent i don't i don't believe in it no no it's it's all it's all learned somehow and and to me i got good at racing cars by riding bicycles ah. and skiing okay and i just i kind of had it in my mind that it was all the same and i found out later it's exactly the same and so <laughs> all it is is just focus practice in something when you're a kid and you'll jump in a race car, it, it's just a different tool. Yeah. So cool. Yes. Man, such an interesting story. I want to I wanna have you back on the show sometime where we can talk a little bit more in depth about sure. driving and stuff like that. Sure, well, since your show is like called that. Slip Angle, which is like, again, a big part of my book, uh, yeah. 
Let's do we it. We need to talk. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we could spend more, a lot of time talking, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah for Cody sure. will tell you. I can, I can go for days yeah. and days. Yeah. So, well, I know you guys are busy, so uh, we'll let you go. But, Paul, yeah, where can people to, find uh, out uh, more about, about you? Um, well, I mean, I have a, a website called theoptimumdrive.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. So you can go to theoptimumdrive.com. You can also just go on Amazon and just put in Optimum Drive and my book will come up. That actually works in Google as well these days because it's been doing quite well, uh, thankfully. Um, so so that's that's really the places where you can keep track of me. Um, I also have a, a Facebook page called The Optimum Drive as well. So okay, I've seen that. Jump, jump on there and check that out, Very too. Cool. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, Cody, where can people find out more about, uh, about what you guys are going to be doing in the future with uh, 11C Motorsports? Uh, there's... Envy Hypercar on okay. Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, 11C Motorsports also has a webpage, 11CMotorsports.com. Yeah. Uh, that's the best place to find info on the racing program. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Cody, Paul, thank you guys so much. Yeah, we wish you guys no, the best for having us on. Thanks, guys. It's, uh, great to meet you, Paul, and good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you. I love it. I love right. it. Good All luck. Right. See you guys. Thanks.